Hello, welcome to Like What You Like. I'm your host, Blake Carell. Thanks for being here. Today is a very exciting interview with Cold God. I flew out to Los Angeles, California, my first time in California for the Deus 15-year anniversary show. It was a record label showcase, and I interviewed my good friends in Cold God. Uh, we, we sat around. We had a little bit of a, a shoegaze brunch if you will, and uh, talked about the beginnings of the band, got some insight from everybody since our first interview on with Matt back in March of 2021, uh, went over kind of his view of the project. It's still, it's still his baby, but um, in this interview, we kind of get a little bit more about what the future is bringing for Cold God. We also talk about the Deftone show that they recently played, uh, at the Dios de los Deftones. That was with Turnstile and Freddie Gibbs. Super stacked lineup, super diverse lineup. Um, if you're new here, Like What You Like is a music discovery podcast. We don't really do it like other podcasts. We're not necessarily a review show. We're not necessarily an interview show. We kind of run the gamut between and then try to do something a little bit different. So we're glad you're here for the Cold God interview. This is definitely something I've been looking forward to releasing for a while um if you want to keep up with like what you like you can follow us over on instagram lwyl music pod over there on the web we're lwylmusic.com you can get in touch with us there on the contact form and also read a little bit of the written word if you're interested in something like that we post to there um, almost once a month it's a little bit less frequent than the podcast uh, but we're not too precious about that. Um, I'm excited to start this interview off. If you're excited to see Cold God live and in person and you're in California, you're in luck. They've got a show in Riverside on February 10th with Military Gun. Uh, that show also includes Death Lens, Super Crush, and Lure, and that's at The Hideaway. So make sure to check them out on Instagram for more information there. They've got a tour coming up and hopefully way more. Um, so strap in. This is my interview with Cold Guy. Let's just start like introducing everybody, yeah, starting with the one it. and the only. Yeah, yeah, yo, what's up? It's your boy, Maddie Matt 5000 on the mic. Yes, sir. And I'm right here with a couple of my nearest and dearest niggas up in the building. I'm going to pass it to over. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Art. I do vocals and play tambourine and Cold God. Yeah, yeah, that's Art Mart. Hey, what up? This is Georgie, a.k.a. your boy Teeth, a.k.a. Fine Italian Leather. And y'all know what the fuck I do. What's up? Steven Esquivel. I do guitar in Cold God. I'm Ducky. Uh, I play bass in Cold God. This is Cameron. Uh, I play drums. Hey, my name is Devin Trot, and I play guitar, one of the four guitar players in Cold God. It's incredible that we've got, you know, this entire crew here and, like, I don't know, the organization of it all and, you know, being in one place at one time, I think it's pretty special to have you know, such a dedicated group and to have, you know, an expanded band as well as like a core group. And yeah, yeah. what's that like? Uh, 
Well, which question? What are you asking? Uh, like the operation of it all? Yeah, or? I mean, yeah, I mean, like having like being sort of surrounded because our first interview it was just us, right? Right, and now we've we've expanded about eight hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, everybody here. Yeah, it's cool. It's nice. I mean, this is the first interview that everybody's here for. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a lot of people to try to get together. So yeah, who was like? at the inception of like making this a live project, mm-hmm. like who, who came to mind first or what was uh, everybody? Uh, I mean, everybody came to mind, um, except for Devin and art, but they were eventual additions that definitely like make a lot of sense. Like I hit, I hit, a, I hit all of them up on the couch originally first. And, uh, yeah. And then, then art, Art's, on, Art's the only other person that's, like, voice that's been on both records. Yeah. So then it made it made sense to make Art uh, an eventual addition to it. And, uh, you know, De- Devin's paid his dues, so he's in now. That's awesome. Uh, we, we got, like, the merch. We got the shoegaze brunch yeah. here today. Like, I mean, it's yeah, a Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, a it's a big thing, man. I'm not yeah. fucking... I'm not playing. Like, you know, when... It, I mean, even when it was, like, me by myself, mm-hmm. eventually I knew it was going to get to a place that's kind of like this and um i don't know i mean it's all it's all intentional it's everything is like the next and most obvious progression into uh whatever's coming whatever's coming next so like yeah a a year from now we could do this again this will probably happen at like some like warehouse that like tori and i own yeah and they'll have like a mad mad merch in there we'll make it a yearly thing just checking in from wherever on earth I'd be down as fuck to do that. Yeah. Um, so maybe I want to hear from some other of the band, like sure? what what interested you in this project? Um, yeah, who wants the mic first? Yeah. Um, I was a huge fan of the uh, of the last record, um, the first one Matt came out mm-hmm. with. Um, and like before I started playing, I was still I was always a fan of it. Like he'd been doing music for so long, and I had just kind of been in the atmosphere of it for so long. I thought it was fucking sick. Um, and he reached out and was like, "Yo, do you want to play bass?" I had never touched a bass before. I was like trying to learn some shit for Pathos, and like in the hopes that we would do uh, probably like a live show or some shit like that. But it never ended up panning out. But um, yeah, really, just really excited. Wanted the experience. Like I told this nigga, like. Nigga, if I go broke because of this, I'm pretty fucking stoked that it happened because this is all I've ever been wanting to do. Yeah, that's awesome. Anybody else want to chime in? Steven? Yeah, um, I remember when, like, I remember the exact day Matt hit me up about Cold God. Uh, It was because I was supposed to be moving to Chicago Mm -hmm. uh, with this other band I was in. Ended up not happening, but I let him know. And he was like, yeah, when you get out here, like, I'm working on, like, this thing. It'd be, like like trying to get like a live band together, which was pretty cool. But then it ended up working out when Matt hit me up uh, right before he was moving to Chicago, uh, from Chicago back to LA with, or the IE with Tori. And uh, like, I'd pretty much like stopped doing like live stuff at the time. And I just remember like, I re-listened to the first Cold God record. uh, And after hearing that, I was like, yeah, I'm absolutely in. Like, I'll just drop whatever I'm in to be part of this. Super fun, like never since just getting close with everyone. Like I, um, the only people I ever met in Cold God before this was Duck for like five minutes, uh-huh. but then everyone just like bonded really fast. It was such a fun experience to be part of it. Yeah, Matt. So uh, 
hearing that like as a as this project has like you know blossomed from the solo project and you recording everything and then like hearing kind of that from people surrounded by the music and kind of contributing to the vision like how does that like what does that mean for like the future of the project like it means that these niggas still ain't gonna write nothing (laughs) 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 it means that i got a formula that works and we're gonna stick to it uh no i mean it's cool it's uh it's cool i mean you know you especially like me being locked in with like writing and doing everything, you know, I'm giving it my all. And so it's cool that, you know, other people are, other people, everybody here is, is doing the, uh, is doing the same thing. And, you know, my head's like wrapped around a million other things, but you know, these dudes like still show up and everybody's have like having a great time. Uh, and you know, like even the tour was cool. I didn't think like, again, there's so many fucking people in this band, like even, getting everybody together to do the the weekender that we just did crazy and so again like step stepping stones sort of stepping stones you know we do that little weekender and i think it like it sets in for everybody how real of a thing that this is and it just gets bigger and bigger from there yeah in in my research and research these days is more of like sleuthing on like what's going on like your stories and stuff but you just saw Brock Hampton did and that's a is there anything about that collective that is inspiring for this project yeah for sure well first of all uh thanks to art art got me into that show for the low free yeah. 99 and uh yeah I mean Brock Brock it's sick like you know how they were all able just to come together uh via the internet and then be able to just have this sort of energy to put out three fucking bangers in one year yeah. Like just that that's unmatched and I think it comes eh, whatever. <laughs> Nigga listen he listens to Denzel Curry. Yeah. yeah. So like what? You know what I mean? <laughs> no. <laughs> listen, because it's gonna be like forty minutes of us doing just this and it's gonna go into Kanye and Kendrick. It's gonna be terrible. Right. But but uh no, I just like the, the energy of Brockhampton's unmatched and you know it's there's never been anything like that. And granted, like the later records, like maybe I'm not the biggest fan of, but like the the saturation trilogy, plus like if you watch the documentary in tandem with all of that and all the tours that they were doing, it was crazy. So it's like, it's taking, and we all come from, you know, different sort of musical backgrounds, you know, like my, my journey eventually to get to where we've gone right now is not a one-to-one with anyone else who's here. And, uh, and I think like kind of that, factor of Brockhampton I mean some some of them and the thing is like they they got together offline online but there's some people in that group who were like deep deep friends so it's like yeah maybe I've known Duck for almost I've known Duck and Devin for almost 10 years but then you know like having like Cam or George or Steven you know like I didn't grow up with them in any way but you know like the what we do on stage because they don't write anything um (laughs) <laughs> what we do yeah they don't if you look at the credits <laughs> no no I'm just, I'm fucking around but um, yeah I mean just the energy of Brock Hampton's definitely here they're a huge inspiration for me for sure you wanted to pass the mic to Devin Devin wanted to say something oh cool 
<laughs> How much I love Matt. No, I, I'm pretty stoked. Like, uh, I mean, I guess the journey of getting here and seeing just uh, being super proud of Matt and what he's done and just like watching his progression, which is awesome. Like we've um, played shows in other bands together. I don't know if he wants me to mention which bands, but you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we, we played shows, shows together in the past and um, the kind of the story is like going into the coffee shop and just like telling him like, yo, your record is amazing. And he's like, yeah, it is. And I love that. <laughs> love that energy. Yeah. And then he went on Twitter and said, need a guitar pl- I need guitar players. And I said, yeah, that, <laughs> that's me. I'm going to do that. So yeah, that's, that's that journey. So nobody's like, we were talking like, nobody really kind of comes from the same influences. Like you, you draw a lot of influences from, different places but like Steven and I were talking before about like we mentioned the cure and like minor thread and like I don't know how much of that like bleeds over to everybody but how does Wait, how let me, let's pass the mic do you yeah. like the cure I love the cure yeah, let's just do a cure around the room one of the greatest fans of all time easily my whole I have a whole boss pedal board just because I love the cure Steven doesn't like them Disintegration's the best album ever <laughs> recorded <laughs> I'm a Smiths nigga myself, personally. Yeah, yeah, you mean like- <laughs> <laughs> the cure, the cure's fine, but I'm a, I'm a Smiths nigga personally. Yeah, but Boys Don't Cry was the like first track I learned on drums, so oh, that's respect. Hard and uh, just like Heaven was the reason why I like spacey guitar. So, all right, so we're like six out of seven. On the, oh wait, Matt, no, what no, did you say? We're seven is. <laughs> I think like one thing I've noticed is that we all kind of do come from a DIY like kind of punk or hardcore background. Like we've all came up in like backyard shows or DIY spots and I feel like having that as the foundation for who we are is not just musicians but people really helps us all get along and kind of understand like why we do what we do mm-hmm. to an extent, you know. I think like a great example of that sort of like there is that foundation um with the mixed bill that was like the Deftones show, like there's so much difference happening in there. Like, I don't know, on your, like coming up, I'm sure hardcore shows, there was a whole bunch of mixed bills. Like, what do you feel like the importance of like those influences like together for like an audience member or for Oh, well, I mean, it just, it makes more of a captivating show. Mm -hmm. And whether or not people draw influence from it, you know, you can never really say if that if that's ever going to happen but i just think on a on a surface sort of level it's it's way cooler to have a mixed bill because uh how many times you just want to hear like dropped drop tuned guitar chugged for an hour and a half because four bands have the same sonics and you know, there, there's some there's some stuff, obviously, you know, if you're like more of an ambient person or an electronics person, if that's the show top to bottom, you're pretty fucking thrilled. But I think um, guitar is the worst instrument in the world. And I think is if you change up the guitar from band to band and it's like it's it's tweaked a little bit and more interesting then um then it's cooler. But I mean, like when, when it comes to the Deftones show, I mean, to have like, to have one of the biggest rappers ever to be a part of that lineup, is fucking, that, that's Gibbs. the shit. You know, yeah, yeah, shout out to Gangsta Gibbs. But, but you know, like, not, not to say that there should be a rapper at every show, because they're not all amazing. But, 
uh, you know, st- stuff like that just makes it more of an experience instead of c- there's shows. And then I think there are experiences. And so anyone could go to a show, but how many times are you going to experience a good live thing? And I think that's why sound and fury is like a perfect hardcore festival. And, uh, that's why I think, uh, you know, the de- that's why I think the Deftones show was such a success as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Does that, um, translate over to your writing style. Like, I think the thing that is most prominent for me is that you've you're pulling from a whole bunch of different influences. Like, the covers EP is such a like wide ranging mm-hmm. gamut of artists, and I think, and maybe this wasn't the intent, but it sort of like is like the equation in some way for. Like oh, getting for, you for sure. I mean, what's on the covers? The, it's like God. Gambino, Snow, White Lighters, and Were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Salon. I mean, it's all, 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 all of that stuff is there. I mean, like I said, guitar is the worst instrument in the world. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna be influenced by everything but a guitar. So like that's like arm, but the way that they use guitar and R and B work is. Um, can you is, say more about that? So I think what, that, why I think guitar sucks. No, why R and B and heavy guitar driven music can combine and like. Oh, okay. What, I mean, it's it's it's. Uh, where's the marriage there? It's in the chords. It's in the melodies. It's in the song structure. I mean, song structure is a big one. You know, I think when it comes to when people write song when people write songs, I well first I don't think bands write songs. I think they write parts and then they slap them together. But there's a, well, what I do is formulaic, but it works. I mean, you know, Kurt, I mean, I don't know if he like said it, but think about Nirvana. It's A, B, A, B, C, B, A, or, you know, just any, anything like ver- verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, one more time. It works. In R&B and pop, they do rap. It's the same thing. And so why not bring that over to guitar music? Where you can, they, I think you, the well, is probably the best example of it, where it's like it's verse, bridge, sort of chorus, and then short, short verse, bridge again, chorus, end part. You know, it's it's three, it's three parts done twice, and then one added part, and it just it make it makes things like a lot more catchier, and you know, not to say that everything has it doesn't have to be a sung chorus, but I think structurally. If it sounds like, oh, I know that part because I heard it. I heard it earlier. Um, so it's it's taking those elements from it again, al- along with the chords that are used, the seventh chords and stuff like that. Uh, I was gonna say, speaking of the marriage, um, kind of like that pairing between R and B or like hip hop, having like a blended uh, mix of people performing. I think it kind of bleeds over into the way we carry ourselves. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I was watching this Tyshawn Jones interview uh, a couple of days ago, and he essentially says like, "I want to bring like an attitude to skateboarding. Like I want to talk shit on people's video parts." I think we we do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. shout out shout out closed here. Like we've had a conversation with closed here. I've talked to him about the bar and shit. Just like yeah, like we respect you niggas, but like. With that respect, we trying to take y'all out. We want y'all niggas to never play on the same bill as us ever again. You yeah. Know? And who else in guitar music is moving like that? You right. Know what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I don't know if you saw my tweet the other day, but I said, I was like, I'm seeing the number one shoegaze album of all time on a, a lot of niggas' Spotify raps. I'm not seeing all them other sh- uh, shoegaze records that came out this year. So what happened? You know, like there, there's mad shit that came out, and there's a lot of shit that got a lot of attention at the time. 
And you know what? Maybe I'm, I might be stuck in my own world, but I think, I think we're heavily slept on. And I think it's just, I think I'm just proving niggas wrong and I'm proving myself right every time we do something. And so like, and like kind of to the, the attitude of it, like I'm a big West Side Gun guy. So like, I'm just like, yo, fuck you niggas. Like, this is the best shit out. Like we could be on the same song and that's cool, but I just put the best shit together. Like when you think about Griselda, Benny and Conway are the better rappers. But who's going to make a better, just put together entire experience? It's going to be West. So there might be people who do like like traditional shoegaze better than us, but there's no one who's going to offer the experience that we offer. And that's because I like West Side Gun and yay. I think Matt puts a lot of thought into everything in the process. It's not just the artwork or the music itself. It's even when we hit the stage, he has the samples where he wants them for a reason he has us starting certain songs after certain samples there's stuff he's done that's callbacks to other things we've done previously there's a so much thought he puts into every step of the journey and it's so cool to be a part of that because it just it's a surprise every time we get together at a show there's always something that's going to happen that's going to blow my mind and it's yeah it's just a ride back to the r&b and uh shoegaze combination conversation Matt writes things that I can hum. And I feel a lot of shoegaze bands are more obsessed with the noise or the texture. Like, how can I make this reverse fuzz sound amazing? Whereas Matt's just trying to write shit that you can like sing. You can dance to. There's a groove to it. And that gets lost because people are so focused on, yo, let's just be super loud and just like a wall of sound the entire time. And it's awful. Like he like he said, what other shoegaze artist is doing stuff like that? You know, there's some out there, I'm sure, but I mean, just saying what I think. Wake up. <laughs> yeah. That was our wake up call. To to speak to that experience, I'm like, you know, match, match that nigga, whatever. I'm gonna give us our flowers too, because there's there's certain uh, aspects of the live performance that I think couldn't exist without without the rest of us. You know what I'm saying? Like to hear art on the end of passing is it makes me fucking emotional every single time we play it. That yeah, because we play I remember the first show that we did where we we played passing and we played Sweet Jesus and art uh art didn't play with us at the first show, but now like I couldn't imagine art not being there to do his parts. Like it, it's it sounded it sounded off without without him there. So again like to speak to the credit for the rest of them. I love you. Love you too. <laughs> and also one thing I want to say is I love watching people want to hate cold God so bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's amazing to watch people go on podcasts and talk their shit, but at the, at, at Oh, you know, just maybe someone with a starts with a J and yeah, <laughs> you know, go on, go on Tony Hawk's podcast and want, want to, <laughs> want, want to hate, Cold God so bad, but at the end hey, of the day, listen up. That tambourine player, tambourine player, tambourine player, he's getting paid. It is weird to have people asking for shit now. You know, it's just been a cool transition. People on the internet still hate us, but I feel like people who see us live finally get it, and they get why there's so much happening on stage. I mean, how could you not be? Like, it's boring, bro. It's four dudes with guitars on stage again. Like, or just four musicians, I guess. Let me change that. But when you see us, it's like, yo, Ducky could be a pro wrestler. <laughs> I've been saying that since day one. Just Ducky is insanely charismatic on stage. He's doing these stomps. 
he's like moving like it's a flow to him like he's just in the zone but all of us do that so you get seven people on a stage who look like they're having fun totally it's i think uh what speaks to the live experience especially is how uh, after all this time i say that was like a long time we barely been together for a year accomplishing so much uh but how <laughs> how spoken like a true how how in sync we are with each other like if you like totally. if you go and like review the footage cuz like um i think before we got more in sync i was i was kind of questioning how to kind of bring that but then i'd go back and i'd look at all the footage that people have taken and like put on youtube of us and there's like all these moments where all of us just kind of bring the same exact energy together and uh, just one moment to pin pinpoint it all out is anytime you see footage of us playing moving, uh, when the, that break hits, you will always just instinctually see like me, Matt, and Duck just kind of stand up straight and just like hit the same note, like the same amount of energy and like strength. And it's just always like, oh, why am I worrying about how we look on stage? Yeah. It's, I totally feel that. I think the way that everybody's kind of piggybacking, we're kind of going through like so many like, phases of the band there's so many elements of this that i feel like resonate with all of you um and it's exciting to see that you're all excited about what you're doing so um i, I wanted to shift gears a little bit and we kind of already touched on this but like what are other shoegaze bands getting wrong or what Where do you want to start? Or where, where is it? Where is it? <laughs> where is it easy to fuck up shoegaze? Oh, uh, no, you go. You go for it. I think uh, I said my part. Wait, where? Where is it easy to fuck yeah. up shoegaze? Uh, I mean, like if your merch is bad. Oh, hold on. We we're gonna fix the blinds real quick. All right, the light in here. Bad merch. Bad merch. Okay. This is this is something I wanted to talk about. I feel like there are tiers of merch. Like I feel like if you're a, a band coming up. Like there's level one, you can have like stickers and maybe a t-shirt, you know, like, but then there's like koozies and then there's like a sweater. Like where, where do you feel like you want to go with merch? And Matt's walking away right now, but you were, you were talking. Yeah, it's not that nigga. Where do we, we want to go with merch? We want to make a lot of money. Cold, cold God tires. And I want to be. I want, I want every, every every shirt we put Watch out. Watch out, I want to be on Reddit's most controversial post that month. Cold God is high fashion. That's where a lot of bands fuck up with merch. It's a brand. Yeah, Cold God. Cold God is high fashion. We don't use cheap shit. But you know, what? I'm gonna stop myself before I get angry. And I'm gonna let Matt finish that. Yeah, man, y'all merch is real bad. But uh, I don't. I mean, what, what do you guys bands get wrong, man? That's a lot. I mean, it's so layered. The thing is, not everything has to sound the same, right? So it's not every shoegaze band doesn't have to sound like us to be good. You know what I mean? They're they're like Luster is a great example. Like the great great band that we've played with before, and just the for the style of music that they play, everything that they have to offer, mm -hmm. they they do it extremely well, um, and. Like Lesser Care, they're another good one. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't call Lesser Care a shoegaze band. But they um, is shoegaze an aesthetic? To some people, yeah. I mean, to me, it's a lifestyle. But um, <laughs> <laughs> there's dis there's dissent but, in the room. No, yeah. no, nah, nah, man, I am shoegaze. I've said that a million times. 
I just think, all right. If I'm going to be honest, I I just th- I think people have seen shit that happens in shoegaze and they're like, cool, let me rip that off and bring it into this half-assed thing that I'm doing. Whereas, um, whereas like for me, like, you know, I'm studying everything because it's like, all right, like there are people who did it really well before we got into here. So like there's people who have set the groundwork, the foundation, and it, go- it goes beyond just even like musical influences. It's catching certain things and it's like, okay, well, what did my bloody Valentine do in the nineties that we could do now? What did nothing do in 2015 that we could do now? Like, you know, what did word do? Whereas I think for most people who take influence from shoegaze, I think it stops at the music. So it stops at, oh, I have this pedal. I have that pedal. I can do this. I can, like, you know, I have Kevin Shields' exact guitar. Like, you know, we we got someone in the band who sounds like Rachel from Slow Dive. You know, it's all these like little elements, but there's so much more to take from it. And the thing, like I said, it doesn't have to sound like us and it doesn't have to sound like we're or nothing. That's going to be the stuff that I end up listening to more so because that's just my favorite iteration of it. But I think there's other elements to that should be taken. And I think everybody skips out on them and they just take a, like owning a chorus pedal. Like, think about, like, when Title Fight went, quote-unquote, shoegaze. They didn't, but it's just because they had a chorus pedal and no one has a fra- no one has an exact frame of reference for what shoegaze actually is. So then it becomes like, oh, Will Yip fucked up and made my favorite band shoegaze. Like, that wasn't a shoegaze record at all. It was still a Title Fight record. There was just more flange and more chorus on it. It's not just a big muff. Yeah, exactly. But shout out to Cloakroom because they, I watched their gear thing, and that's how I found their the muff. Yeah. Well, I can watch gear video. I'm not gonna make one. I'm not gonna talk to y'all about. It. I just watch the video and I do it. One of the conversations that we we were kind of having last night about, um, kind of, the, like Cold God's aesthetic, and uh, I think we were talking about. Um, it, I think it's summed up as like connecting sort of the non-music parts of Cold God to the music or having something with more continuity for the long term. Um, to me, that like there's that phrase like separate the art from the artist, but it kind of seems like there's like a connection that you're trying to make with what you're doing with merch and with the music. Um and this kind of gets back to the aesthetic conversation that we were having um, and why other bands maybe have less worthy merch. But can you talk more about the importance of that? Of aesthetic? Of aesthetic and um, even like voice on, you know, on the loudspeaker, Twitter, <laughs> you know? Uh, I mean, the importance of it, just to let motherfuckers know that I'm there. Like, you yeah. know, every everybody thinks that they could just uh, put out a record and they're like, oh, yeah, everybody cares. Right. And maybe they do. But if you're not like if you're not out there as an entity, like think about the way the rappers carry themselves. You know, they're like they're talking that shit and they're always on Twitter like, yo, like that nigga's buns. And I'm going to do that. I might, I might not send specific shots, 
because I like to play shows with you and murder you. But in like a live setting, not actual live, in Minecraft. But yeah, but like, you know, it's it's just it's like, oh, look at like, look at what they're doing. It's it's all just look at it. Look at it. You know, everybody, they do it. They'll look at you and then they put you down. Think about how fast you listen to a record and then it's done. You know what I mean? So as much as the core foundation, what I was saying yesterday, you know, the core foundation is these eight tracks that are they're fucking fire. And it's the eight tracks after that that, are, again, it's like it's the base. Like, OK, this is fucking good. But they could just move on to the next record. So if you have other things to offer, you have enticing merch, you have a good live performance. You like I'm I'm just always out there. Like, you know, I I always thought like the the Instagram like ask question thing was like kind of whack, but I'd be doing that because I just want to like let people know like, yo, I'm a real fucking person and I'm right here. Like this isn't some this is larger than life, but it's also right here. And so, like, come be a part of this thing because I keep inviting everybody in and having these things. And, uh, yeah, I mean, and being on Twitter is, like, another great part of it. Yeah. You know, like, how many band Twitters are just tour dates? Or, hey, guys. Um, yeah, or, you know, just all, all, all of that sort of Very stuff. Very exciting. Whereas, you know, I, what's the last thing I tweeted? Well, the last thing I tweeted was, like, the, the stuff that... Uh, was the stuff that we're, we're selling tonight. But, you know, I just tweet anything. Uh, so who are the top three rappers? Top three rap. All right. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we going to get you a new show, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm so excited for this conversation. Uh, who, who are the top three rappers? Top three rappers. All time or right now? <laughs> I, I want to go right now. All right. All right. Top three rappers. You said right now? Uh. <laughs> Everybody in the room is is sweating, and for good reason. Yeah. All right. Baby Keem. Matt cannot lie. Yeah. Ba- Baby Keem. Best rapper uh, right now. Vince Staples. And uh, yay. <laughs> anybody? Anybody have a separate list? Dylon, Dylon. <laughs> that one. Um, shit. Off the dome, cause Vince is definitely on there. Uh, Gun, obviously. And Kendrick. He somebody called that nigga a boring hotep, and yeah, he's a hotep. But boring, you, 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 you yeah, dare wrong. You dare wrong. Yeah, cause also Lil Uzi, Future. Actually, if y'all just want my whole top fifty list, just let me know. <laughs> well, fav- my favorite rappers uh, would have to be Raider Clan. Right now. Oh uh, yeah, right now. Like that's. Right. I I don't listen to a lot of new shit. I'm like I listen to like the same shit all the time. But I love like, Raider Clan. Yeah, I love Raider Clan, Denzel Curry, and Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Cold Gun Incorporated does not approve the uh, the the actions nor comments of the of the members uh, Stephen and Matthew. Thank you. <laughs> and Drake. Yeah, we were talking about favorite record of 2022. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Pat, well, all right. ask everybody else. Yeah, okay. Favorite record 2022. It's definitely a two-way tie. This is very embarrassing, but honestly, Nevermind by Drake. And 
I'm sorry, y'all, but the new Alex G record is really good. I really liked it. I forgot to mention... <laughs> I forgot to mention that this is a new music podcast. But yeah, no, and yeah, so, uh, but I'm excited to hear you guys' take. But I was just saying that. Also, like, our record, I don't know if I can count that. Absolutely. And that's why you guys record. are on. Yeah. I actually, uh, I remember telling Matt before I even joined the band, I was like, this record's amazing. This is what I've been waiting for yeah. from just modern shoegaze. And like, ever since, let's keep it a bug. Like, ever since we broke up and nothing kind of started slowing down, there was like that weird, like, yeah, people are still making this type of music, but none of it riffs. That's all I'm gonna say on that. Absolutely, yeah. I wish you have started with that. Record the end. We'll get, we'll yeah. get to that. Ask that question. Always. <laughs> <laughs> no, record of the year for sure has to be God. Get me the fuck out of here. That is the best album I've personally listened to this year. We, arguments can be made for Drake, but Cole God's better than Drake. That fucking uh, that house album that Drake made was fucking garbage. It was terrible. <laughs> that nigga sucks. Um, Hitler wears Hermes tan, cause obviously not. Obviously, get, God get me, but Hitler Hitler wears Hermes tan, cause that Nicki Minaj verse. Are you fucking kidding me? Nicki Minaj fucking bust a bus, cause like that whole record is fucking insane. The production. The fucking features, like, it's really just some heavy New York shit. Like, it's fantastic. Cam? Cam, do you want to pass it on? Yeah, yeah go ahead, Dan. You got one? Oh, man. I, everybody's going it. through their Spotify rap. Yeah, right I know. Now. I really I really am. And, and the worst part is, I know everybody's going to hate me for this, but my, my top record of this year, even on Spotify, was uh, Being Funny in a Foreign Language about the 1975. Because, dude... Oh, Cut the mic. I'm sorry, but Adam's a fucking great guitar player, and I'm just gonna. That's his. That's my. There goes the 1975 tour. No shade. No shade. Just real quick too. Uh, Deus put out a grip of really good releases this year. The new Spice record is one of my favorite. Ashes in the Birdbath is an is awesome. insane song. High Viz. The new High Viz is really good. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it because I read everything and never talk to actual people. But the Sir, thank you. The new Sirskew, really good as well. Yeah. Shout out to Deus. Yeah, Sir Sirskew record. Uh, albums of the year, New balance is on the screen. Kendrick's record, Mr. Morale, because I'm a big Kendrick fan, uh, Soul Glow, Soul Blind, and Cold God. God, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's a great list. We said Kendrick. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the safe round. I mean, it, it, is, it is definitely going to be Kendrick. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll pass that one by the censors before we put that one up. Kendrick, Kendrick, that's it. I, uh, I don't know. What else? What's your favorite song on the Kendrick record? Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, what is it? Spirit? Is that song Spirit? Is it? Rich Spirit. Rich yeah, Spirit. Rich Spirit. Purple Hearts. Purple Hearts is fire. Purple Hearts on that record is fucking fire, and that nigga's crazy live. I like the part where he talks about fucking a white girl for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> that's the shit we don't do <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna shift up the energy real quick just because i'm kind of like intaking the vibe right now and this is my first time in california yeah and i don't have a lot of time everybody's and, and you're it, with the best band on the west coast baby and i i do believe that for sure like the weather is amazing it's sunny outside i'm not here for a long time there's a skate video yeah. on the tv Right now, this is I, I feel like we're in the the Pulp Fiction um, apartment where Bruce Willis goes in and kills John Travolta. Oh my God. 
total vibe of this. <laughs> We're going to make it a full Cali day. If, if there's not 10 lines on the table by the end of this interview, oh, this, sure. is a failed, this is a failed exploit. Um, since I don't have a lot of time, this is just going to be a fun one. No, you got as much time as you want. No, I know. I don't have a lot of time in California. Oh. Uh, so I can't do a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. And I can't, I can't do all the highlights, but like, what should I definitely not do? Well, she, in, oh, in definitely not do. You shouldn't go to a show. Oh, <laughs> don't go to Doomies. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Don't go to Hollywood Boulevard or Sunset Boulevard. It's not worth your time. Wait, wait. Oh, oh shit. it's falling over. No, oh, yeah. go to Hollywood Boulevard and tip me, because that's where I work. <laughs> Stay the fuck out of Mocha. Do not go there. What? Go to LACMA. What? Uh, go, to okay. LACMA. go to LACMA instead. Go to LACMA instead. No, no, no. Mocha's great. It's free. And then you go across the street to the bro. That's free. The, mo- the mocha and also out front of the mocha is one of my favorite art pieces. Is the Red Cubes by Michael Irving. It's really great. If, please don't go to fucking Venice Beach. You're going to get robbed and like somebody's going to sell you some really bad fucking weed because like just don't don't go to Venice for any region. Actually, just don't go to the beaches. They're, they're fucking it's radioactive. It's like some shit off The Simpsons. Go to Pussies and see Close Tier DJ. Yeah. yeah. Shout out. Shout, shout out, out Close, close Tier. Do they have Shake Shack out? Yeah, don't go to Shake Shack. I'd say that's <laughs> national chain Shake Shack. Shake Shack tour canceled. But do go to In-N-Out. Oh, we we yeah. got an animal style last night. Yeah, it's incredible, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Better than I remember. Shout out, Bakers. I won't tell you what not to do because I'm not going to tell you what to do, but... Oh, I am going to tell you what to do. Go, go, just go out for a walk with a friend. Enjoy the, the beautiful scenery out there and smell the fresh food and flowers. It's bomb. Art is the most wholesome member of Cold Guy. Uh, yeah, he is. He is. We were in the van. Quick, quick aside. We were in the van. We were, what were we talking about? Art asked us what our favorite something was, and he said, no hating. <laughs> you need every band needs art. He was like, "What's everyone's favorite movie?" But don't hate on it. <laughs> yeah. Someone said Forrest Gump the band. <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's the what's if Cold God was a movie? If Cold God was a movie. Oh God, the last scene from Requiem for a Dream. Jackie Brown. Uh, some kind of monster. <laughs> Honestly, King Kong, King King Kong as a representation of uh, us and shoegaze right now. Yeah, we'd be the band that plays at the bar in Roadhouse. Okay. Wait, what was the question? I did not hear that. If Cold God was a band, or if Cold God was a band, <laughs> if it wasn't just an aesthetic, if it was a movie. Green Room. That's off the top of my head. Oh shit. Yeah, we'd be Green Room. Uh, you didn't like that movie? Oh, yeah, Every other shoegaze band is Nazis. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Changing my answer to uh, Paprika by Satoshi Kon. That's a classic. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that is. Um, Cam? <laughs> I don't know. What's the one with the drummer loses his hearing? That's the one. Oh, uh, The Sound of Metal. Yeah, that's the shit. That's right Everybody's that's <laughs> it's literally It's just a movie about Cam. <laughs> I'm uh, gonna say train spotting. Okay. Oh, God. No one does Eyes wide shut. Uh, yeah. uh, I love that movie. It's good. Stanley Kubrick. Um, 
Okay. I feel like, so we, we kind of covered a lot there. I think a few people said art museums. Well, in, you should in, do art museums. You yeah. should do art. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the uh, obvious don't do, don't go to Hollywood. It's not worth your time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, you go go to Santa Monica, not Venice. And uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I can't think of any like other trappings of L.A. It's really just the touristy. Amoeba's uh, cool, though. Amoeba's yeah, fine. Amoeba's a good walkthrough. Good video content. Go pick up books. No, avoid the fuck out of the last bookstore. <laughs> this is a short list of things to do in LA. Um, what's um, what's a surprising, like, what would surprise people about a piece of art, non-music related, that's inspired Cold Gun? If you like turn around behind you, that's the single cover for Sweet Jesus, and so I mean definitely like ins- inspired by that enough and that's a painting by uh, the homie Bokiso. that's just and sitting on the on the cabinet right yeah. there and uh i mean i'd not not to say that that would be unexpected i don't know i i pretty much i feel as if i wear i try to wear every influence on my sleeve mm-hmm. so when it comes to like movies or movies or like podcasts or like stuff that I see at the museum. I'm always like posting about stuff. Right. Like even when um there's like a little run of flyers, the old flyer format that we used to do. Um it was just a bunch of pictures. Uh Tori and I had gone to uh the Getty Villa and it's just a bunch of pictures of stuff that I took around there and turned it into flyers. So I don't know. I don't I don't think anything would be too unexpected. I mean, I maybe maybe cars, but like not every car. Just the Hyundai Ionic Five is uh, any 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 electric vehicle is very inspiring to me. It it doesn't like contribute to the music any in any way, but you know, uh, like aesthetically, like if you see any of those electric cars, they all look like really fucking nice. Like the Rivian trucks, they're really dope. Cold God is green. Yeah, is what I'm hearing. Yeah. yeah. I would love yeah if Ford Ford Chevy. If any of you want to make the electric van from like i would i would whatever you want i will just we'll put we'll make ford cold god shirts i promise you i'll 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 make it yeah and and uh i i I will do it i would i will whatever major car company wants us to promote for the rest of their lives if i can get it for free and there are better there are charging stations everywhere we will we will go on tour in an electric vehicle and we will deal with those pitfalls in the name of uh technological advancement not forever forever i think one one uh i want to talk about the record yeah yeah so i mean i don't know how many places you've already like told the story and I don't like don't let me bore you no, with no, retelling cool. it. But uh so it's about the record is about moving. Uh it, it's about no, a lot of things. It's about me. It's about you. Okay. Yeah. Just my emotions. Mm-hmm. And uh how I didn't deal with them for a long time and then started to deal with them. Writing music was like a cathartic way to express that. Do you feel like that's what you've always been drawn to? This I've said before, but I'll say it a million times. I mean, music and shoegaze in particular, I think one of the elements of it is escapism. 
And so being able to like disappear into a record, whether it's my own or anyone else's, uh, is definitely like a goal Mm -hmm. in mine to be able to like shut myself off from everything else that's going on and, uh, you know, make really good songs. Talk a little bit about the writing process to start because you probably weren't in a room yeah. with a whole bunch of drums and Here, equipment. <laughs> the writing, <laughs> Wait, what? The writing process. Yeah, talk about the writing. <laughs> um, as the as the brain behind Cold God's instrumentation, uh, I just have to say, you know, I took a lot of inspiration from Matt's emotions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He would sit there and he would just talk and talk and I would I would just keep turning the amp louder and louder to not hear it. And you get God, get me the fuck out of here. It was pretty that easy. Was was, yeah. That was Steven's idea to start. Just, Matt would tell us like how bad Chicago was and everything in the group chat. Yeah. Me and, no, Steven, a lot, a lot. me and Steven would just make fun of him in the other group chat and then we wrote all the riffs. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's basically it. We just needed a face for the band, right. and you know, Matt was the most uh, charismatic person at the time. Ducky wasn't around yet, and yes, yeah, <laughs> that's how I got written. I don't know. Uh, writing process? I don't know. I just I lock in. Like once I, once I start writing, I don't stop. So if I pick up and I like get a riff and I go, I just go. And that's it. Like, I'll, I'll do a, a new song. If, like, if there's just a week where I'm feeling it, I'll come home. I'll demo a bunch of stuff. Like, um, you know, like, I'll announce it here. But I teasing is fucking whack. But I did, like, I wrote the next record in a month again. Like, all, all of, like January this year, I slapped together six, like, six songs just super quick. In the in the process of writing, uh, God get me out. Wh- when did the title come? Uh, when did the title come? Was that in the midst of writing the songs, or was it after? I was think it, it was. It might have might have been before. I think it, uh, that might have been first, actually, before any song. Well, Silver Silver Sofa was the first song I wrote for the record, and that happened immediately when like Creative Pursuits came out in that same month, or the like the next week I wrote Silver Sofa. So I already knew that I wanted to do another record, and I think uh, I think I just I wrote it out. The piece of paper is somewhere around here, but I remember I I wrote it out on this thing at work. Like we had like these business cards to give away, and I like I did like a quick throwy of Cold God, and then underneath I wrote God, get me the fuck out of here. And I said, I think that's it. And that, yeah, there's like half, and it, it was only the first half of Silver Sofa too. Like before the beat switch, all I had was the first part which is crazy thinking about everything else like in comparison to like what's in the set like that was the first thing that was written I'm trying to remember what was last oh moving was last but what song what was the last one i demoed maybe passing but yeah yeah it, it all just comes super quick like i'll just i'll find a month and just knock out eight yeah we were talking a little bit about song structure earlier, and one of the tracks that does stick out um, is You the Well with the chorus and pre-chorus very, sta- like, not standard, but it's got yeah, it's got the structure. Um, maybe before we talk about that one, 
do you find a freedom in sort of like a free verse style of singing? I feel like some of the structure of the stanzas and some of the songs is it's kind of just reading it on the page and listening to it is it's a very different experience. Yeah. Are you saying just in general? Yeah. Like, so like how did those lyrics come differently maybe than you the well? Is there a difference between uh, those? Um, no, I mean, it's all pretty stream of conscious. Mm-hmm. It's just, is the, are you very precious about it? Lyrics? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, lyrics come last. And so I think I sort of, I, I write around what, what the song is calling for. So the way that Sweet Jesus is structured, there's supposed to be a chorus. So it's, okay, what do I make the chorus? And, you know, I have, I have like all these notes and I'll like just pick. I have a bunch of acts I'll show you. No, it's, they're not like 100%. These aren't full songs by any meme, but I've been, uh, where's it at? Oh, yeah. Like these are just like different little a bunch of stanzas and stuff that I write. And uh, I know I'll pick like whichever one feels the catchiest and that's a chorus. And, you know, especially once I have once I have the um, what do you call that? The sequencing, like when when I sequence the record, then I know, okay, this song is going to be about that. That song is going to be about this. And so figuring everything out. You you the well is uh, it's crazy how that song even came to be, because that's just I think that's my strongest songwriting, 100 percent. Um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes, sometimes I like writing a chorus. Sometimes I like going all the way, like two Iris prints is a bunch of, it's just a long verse. But I mean, at the end of the day, when you're reading lyrics, it's like poetry as well. So it's like, oh, do you want to like, if, if you were to format it, like you were putting like the record together, you don't want to read like this whole block. But even if you did, I, cause, um, gin is like that. Like gin is these just a bunch of lines together. And I think the way that that song, the way that um, we sing it, it, it calls for that. It's just this quit, it's this one thought. Whereas Iris Prince, there's no chorus, but every different little break is, all right, that's this emotion, that's that emotion, that's this emotion. Um, so, you know, it's, I mean, it's all, it's all poetry at the end of the day. Yeah. I think a special part of, God get me out and correct me if I'm wrong, but on um, the first record as well, there are, there are like skits or yeah. um, oh, there's a, yeah, the skit on this one. Yeah, comfort that. In and I think that's more of a contributing element to the entire record. Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit about where that came from, or is yeah. that Duck yeah. on the? That's, yeah. Um, that's uh, uh, myself and uh, another one of our close friends. Uh, Did you know that was being recorded? Yeah, yeah, okay. but we didn't have any fucking like there was no script there was no there wasn't even really a theme it was just like come in here and riff like just talk about some shit like Kyrie, from my understanding had a had a piece that he was kind of reading from to kind of get the timing of everything um you know locked in but for the most part we're just sitting there riffing just bouncing off of each it, other it feels very natural I, I i did not even assume that it was scripted I was in the studio at the time. I was I'm not on the track, but I was there in the room while it was being recorded and they were just shooting the shit and it sounds amazing. I love listening back to it and just you kind of you're in that room with them when you're listening to it. I feel like the album starts off so intense and that is the perfect break before you get to like the real like in my opinion, 
the highlights of the record. I love that piece. Like Comfort Thug is like one of my favorite things I've ever listened to. Thank you, Duck. Uh, no, what's great about that track is that it's actually, you know, if you've been in DIY music and if you've been in, you know, playing shows, that's actually a really relevant track because, you know, everybody wants their piece in it and everybody thinks they can do it. But, you know, I think that that's what I love about it is just seeing like how people think they can do it. People and you know those people who think they can do it. And they definitely can't and should not. (laughs) In response to that song, I think my favorite thing that's ever been said about it is like, yeah, the record's great. What the fuck is that part about the machine? Like, what the fuck is that? Like, like I mean, there really isn't a point to it. I mean, from my understanding, and maybe you could speak on this differently, cuz, but there really isn't a point to it. You know what I'm saying? It's irrelevant quote unquote conversation but like that's just that's like fucking improv you know what I mean like with the script and Matt and I kind of talking back there was no point to it and I brought it up to him while we were recording it I was like so what do you want me to say he's like I don't know just just talk back like speak back to it you know whatever Kyrie said yeah well I so like the original demo of that I uh there was a scene from the the Childish Gambino short film clapping for the wrong reasons and the original demo was a it was this conversation that uh gambino was having with fam and they both share these stories of um intense like intimacy or like not intimacy but um what's the other word i'm looking for like stuff you normally like wouldn't oh vulnerability yeah and um it was just these intense moments of vulnerability between these two people and you know that conversation in relation to like everything else about because the internet it's like super strong but it was just like niggas talking about about these things and you know some uh, you have conversations and they go to these places and it, it ends up being there these are stories almost relatively about nothing to people who don't care mm-hmm. but it ends up being like something just even deeper and like exposing yourself to at, you know, just whether it's a conversation from one to one or it's a conversation with everybody. So in the same sense, like, yeah, there was nothing written. The first part with Kai talking, that's the only thing that was written in that whole thing. And we just kept going. Like we had the track in our heads. We were listening. So we knew how to like do it to the beat because there were some rhythmic ass niggas. But uh, other other than that, it was uh, it, we were just talking. And I, did, I, I like when people don't like that song. Cause it's really like, okay, like I know you're exactly the people we're talking about, you know, like obviously and it's an interlude, so you don't have to listen to it all the time. Like there's no, there's, there's nothing to sing to there. It's, it's an ambient track that, um, me and this kid Tyler worked on, but, uh, yeah, it's just that, that, that song exposes a lot of people to me and I like it. It's doing its job. Yeah. I think it, with the lyrical themes in that one, I think it, you know, you were talking about vulnerability. It is a clearly heard part on the record. You know, I think you're confronting people with some like real emotions, even mm-hmm. if it's like kind of in this like metaphorical conversation, but mm-hmm. I definitely, yeah, gleaned a lot from it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. Can I, I'm going to ask everybody, all right, what's your favorite song on the record? That is the hardest question I've ever been asked. Um, favorite song on the record, dude, Jin. Probably Jin. 
I said it once. I'll say it again. Two iris prints makes the hoe shake. <laughs> um, God, you the well or you should be fine. I find myself listening to you should be fine more, but you the well is just so fucking strong. Like anything that could pull an emotion out of me. Like I said, every time I listen to it, every time we play it, anything that could pull an emotion out of me like that and I could relate to, like this is my fucking friend, I could relate to something so heavily. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to go with um, You the Well. That's also my favorite to play. All right, so when you play You the Well, tell mm-hmm. me about that. Yeah, is that a, yeah, that sounds like a bad like. What are you What are you doing wrong? Like, is that no, a, no, no? Like, cause that's that's. I mean, that's my that's my favorite song in the set for sure. And I think what what makes it is definitely how you play it. Um, so like, well, what's what's going through your mind when you're playing Youth the Well? I think now it's a lot more structured in terms of like where things are. I think the tour helped out, um, kind of uh, concrete, cause it was always like that last part. Is kind of a bit of a used to be kind of, kind of a bit of a jam, mm-hmm. um, and I think now we there's just this element of the drums, you mm-hmm. know, uh, where a little bit more snare than I think on the recording. So I think that's yeah for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of we just riffed it. I I knew that I saw an energy from everybody, and I was like, well, I guess I'm gonna keep this shit in there. So. Um, yeah, and that that honestly like the greatest the greatest part about it is that everybody kind of like fucks with it and I noticed I noticed it and I you know as a drummer you get to see the the vibe of the audience and they seem to enjoy it for the most part so uh yeah I guess that's kind of like where I came from. Yeah. All right, now Devin's favorite song on the record. Yeah. It's uh also You the Well and it's also my favorite song to play live. Um to Cam's point I remember I look at him a lot during the set because it's like him and I tend to have this like connection where we're just like, we're both feeling it and vibing. And also I appreciate Matt that you let me kind of, um, tweak some of the parts to like fit like a heavier guitar part. Cause I think when we, we pop into that second verse after the first chorus, it's like, that's my favorite part of the song because it's just, it just makes me like want to punch someone and it's it's really awesome <laughs> i so i haven't been to a a cold god show and i i'm very excited for tonight the dais 15 year anniversary applause in the room Deus for records dais records that's all for dais dais records the people get down in the pit the host shake i heard that i heard the smell show was like legendary oh my god that smell show why mosh to Cold God when you can just show your appreciation by headbanging? <laughs> one large something. one large headbang at the Cold God show, just like... Nah, cuz. Shout out to the show at The Smell, the all-ages joint. The kids in there were pitting. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. It's this dirty grind. Actually, go to The Smell. See if they got a gig tonight. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't miss. I can't miss Drab Majesty. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you don't want Miss Choir Boy either. But um, yeah, because I love that shit. Personally, Matt's not a big fan of it. Steve is not a big fan of it. I love to see people move to that shit because that's the same reaction that I have. That surprises me, Matt. Our last interview, we were talking about like stage <laughs> oh, yeah, diving. Yeah. And, well, no, I rock with stage diving. Oh, yeah, but you don't, you don't fuck with moshing. Correct. All right. I'd be, I'd be cool with like a really good push pit during our set. Mm-hmm. 
no, no hardcore no. dancing. That's sick. I don't want to start any controversy. <laughs> I think I think another thing about the uh, Cold God live experience is that we don't play like Matt either. Like we are not record perfect. We're better. We all bring our own little like charisma and swag to the parts we play. And I think you can see that it's way better than like a lot of other shoegaze bands. Yeah. Well, was, was there anything you discovered about the music when other people played it? Yeah, I'm a good songwriter. Yeah. I mean, simple as that. How about playing it? So yeah. a, as folks who have um, played different genres of music, is there anything about Matt's writing style that reminds you of anything else or is completely separate? That's a great question. I'm going to answer actually. Oh, like what separates it from other music I've played? Yeah, um, or like what, 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 what do you feel in your hands? What I, what I really appreciate... <laughs> what would you say, Matt? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We got to get that on record. <laughs> I'm going to turn up the levels on that part. Uh, what I really appreciate um, about like how the music is written and how it is to play is... <laughs> All right, simmer down. <clears throat> What I really appreciate about the way Matt writes and how it is to play this music is the simplicity in being able to play it, but also how beautiful all the notes like just mesh together. Again, it's like that marriage of like shoegaze with R and B. You know, it's these are two really big, amazing sounding, like kind of inspiring sounds that just seem to be puzzle pieces that are meant for each other, and the writing is simplistic instrumentally but uh there's so many like we need four guitars to play these fucking songs so uh there's so many different parts that are like clashing together uh that make it intricate and make it big and make it fun to play like if you're really sitting there and it might just be because i've heard these songs hundreds of times with all these people you just you start to pick apart like how different the chords i'm playing are to the ones that Devin's playing, uh, mixed in with the lead that Matt or Georgie are doing at the time. You know, it's just this beautiful mesh of so much simplicity. Like, I don't want to make it downplay like these songs aren't intricate, uh, but it's like all these simple things that come together to create something so intricate and beautiful, you know? It is really cool to like take the songs and like, you know, really change your approach to how you're playing and, you know, tweaking your guitar tone. I think with uh, Cold God, it's really, really cool to have one side be like super spacey and cool. And then the other side just be like almost like a, you know, heavy distortion tone, which you're not really used to hearing too much in shoegaze. And it, it, I don't know. It's pretty cool. I enjoy it. Yeah. Devin's tone is like extremely massive. So that changed my approach to like how I wanted my sound to be, which is cool because it's like you said, everyone sounds different. But when it's all together, it's huge and just amazing whereas like if we all use the same amp same pedals same shit it just wouldn't have that anymore i'm excited to hear it <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll wait for the rig rundown on premiere guitar with cold god everybody but me <laughs> uh, <laughs> i think yeah. this is what matt uses <laughs> so 
2022, like in in summation, how like how has this has there anybody been surprises this year? Like, there's been so much like exciting from yeah. just watching from the sidelines. Like, I'm so excited to be here, but like, tell me about like, you know, is Deftones the high point of the year? Like, what? Not tonight's the high point. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's there, there's a lot of high points. I mean, it's it's. I I mean I got a huge ass ego so you know this was this was all meant to be like I'm not surprised by any of it you know it, there's there's stuff that's cool and I'm like super happy and appreciative of it but I knew it was gonna happen anyway. Um, I think like even after Jeff Tones we were already just like all right tours next let's fucking go like we're already just like moving past that yeah you know the day of but Def Def Tones was definitely something special. As a member of Cold God, you know what I like to do to relax? With the cooling, refreshing taste of a Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Hi, so, can you talk a little bit more how that came about? Or Yeah. Um, We're all excited about PBR. Yeah, me too. Uh, contractually. No. no. <laughs> yeah. So, can can, can Every, someone crack me open a PBR? Matt's actually in a bathtub of PBR right yeah. now. Oh, thank you. But um, now the the PBR thing is really cool. Um, John from Cold Showers hooked that up, and uh, he, he had he had said something to me. Well, we had, we had had a much larger conversation, um, but pretty much what he was saying was he we had opened for them at Zebulon a couple months ago, and he said, "Yeah, like whatever is going on in your brain, I know it's diff, it's past what typical bands." doing so i he said i'm just gonna throw a bunch of opportunities your way if they work with you let's do them if they don't it's cool like we'll just do something else and uh pbr was just something that came down i said uh yeah yeah 100 percent. i well so like just kind of going back to the year it's like signed in 2022 is that right oh yeah okay the dais thing's the high point the well, dais so, well, thing. So si signing to dais is but dais pbr deftones like this is like a, a huge yeah year yeah, not a lot of people get a first year like that Two billboards. Two billboards. Two billboards. Two billboards. Yeah. And an Nalgene. And what? And an Nalgene, right? Oh, the yeah, yeah. Nalgene. The water bottle. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's super cool. But, I mean, si signing to Deus, I think, even just in my yeah. life, is uh, the coolest thing that's ever happened. Yeah. As, a, as it, a member of it and, like, in the company that you're in, can you talk about... The other bands on the label. Yeah, maybe. shit. Where do you want me to start? Where you fit in? Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, so I found about I found out about the label through Youth Code, and um, those early Youth Code releases, I still go back and listen to a bunch. I mean, Drab Majesty is Drab Majesty. There's nothing to deny there. A demonstration is like one of the best uh, records ever. Um, I mean, Them or Us Two is like a big and Sirskew. One of the big reasons like I have the tone that I have when I play, especially with chorus and reverb, that's that's all that's all them. Um, choir boy, what it, I mean, everybody said everything about choir boy, they're like the best. Um, what else? Spice, spice is good. Uh, high vis pond. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I could, I could talk like no, a, you could tell. a largely, but I, I, I love everybody. And I mean, you know, we were at the show last night and, uh, uh who did we see last night? Cold showers, tempers, VR sex, body of light. 
I mean, they're all, everybody's perfect. It's just, it's, it's a label that I was a fan of before even signing to it. So it's, Deus doesn't miss. And Cold God is no, like, we fit right into that. Is yeah, Death Bells. Yeah, shout out Death Bells. Shout out to Will and Remy. Uh, Ricky, of course. Um, yeah, who, wait, who are we playing with tonight? <laughs> Hero Cone, a lovely, um, I mean, everybody's fucking good. Drew McDowell, it's a, it's a perfect label. There's, the, the only other label to have a roster like this is like 2013, 2014 run for cover. Like there's 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 no there's no other label and like Death Row maybe so it's it's like it's it's Death Row it's Run for Cover it's Deus so yeah I think that's I think that's perfect and so I think the rest of the country is wondering when you guys are gonna get out of California uh, next year next sure. year yeah yeah oh wait but I actually I want to go back okay what was the biggest surprise this year to everybody? oh yeah art uh, biggest surprise biggest surprise shit. Biggest surprise was when I turned down Deftones. There was a solid like maybe month where Matt was like, hey, we got this email from the Deftones and then never mentioned it again. Like didn't tell us he took the the offer or anything. So like I said, it's full of surprises here. Like we don't know what's happening, but it's fun. Slow it's trickle so of information. <laughs> yeah, the, the, group chat. the core. Best thing that happened this year. I, I don't know if there's been any surprises to me personally, just knowing everybody, knowing Matt for a while now. Um, it, I've kind of just seen it in the cards and I'm just going, going with it. Uh, so no surprises, but I'm just glad to be kicking it with my dudes and uh, playing all these gigs. It's great. My surprise is every time we play a fucking venue, and they go, you, you can't do what you want to do here. So it was just a huge surprise to me. <laughs> My favorite one uh, in Vegas. Don't want to name the venue because uh, I already forgot about them. Don't remember the name. Uh, <laughs> uh, sound guy. Sound, we sound amazing. Vocals are perfectly where we... Always love them. Just you know, just a slight hum above the loud sound that we have. And he goes, um, "Yeah, you're gonna want to change that vocal." And I goes, "Hey, it's it's a stylistic choice." And the guy goes, "Yeah, I've heard Ar Kane before." <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Fuck Highland Park Bowl. Fuck everybody that worked there. Oh, fuck, wait, wait, fuck wait, wait, yeah. Wait. Everybody at Highland Park Bowl can suck my dick, nigga. <laughs> fuck the security. Fuck everybody that worked there. Fuck you, niggas, man. Anyways, biggest surprises this year. Um. Probably, really, honestly, everything. I mean, this is my first fucking band I've ever been in, so everything's been a surprise for me. Cause I'm, I'm shit. I'm not surprised for my nigga. I'm just surprised I'm here for the ride. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, you know, in the beginning, you know, it's kind of like I, I lost a, a bit of passion for drumming. So just kind of getting back into the rhythm of things. Uh, I get pun intended. Um, uh, yeah, just kind of like getting back. And finding um, a love for music, a love for drums, and um, so that was kind of a bit of a surprise when you know you're you feel like you don't, yeah, like you, you feel like you're at a low, but then to get picked back up is is uh, is a blessing for sure. Yeah, 
Yeah. Duck, you were extremely lucky that this is your first band. <laughs> because, because, because we, you go through some shit. But um, I, I'm I'm 100% with Cameron. I was like super jaded about music and I honestly didn't know if I wanted to continue doing it. But then when we played the Deftones gig, it literally was like the teenager inside me, the person who was excited about making music, like woke up again. And I was just like, I, you know, it gave me goosebumps and it just was like, holy shit, like that's that feeling, you know? Yeah. So it was great. Uh, I want to go like right off of Cam and Devin's point. We were, me and you were talking about this like, like right before we started recording that uh, I'd pretty much given up on music and just resigned to the fact that I was going to be writing songs uh, in my bedroom on my laptop and just like maybe putting them out like whenever. And when Matt hit me up to join Cold God, I was like, well, you know, I've been friends with the dude, this dude for like a while. Like, what's the worst that can happen? And it completely reignited everything in me that made me fall in love with music. You know, all the people that are in this room right now, like just being able to connect with all these people individually and as a group for like a mutual love that was something I felt like I had personally lost was just an amazing, amazing experience. And I'll forever be thankful just for that one thing alone. Yeah, I know it is. It is good vibes and it is like, when you play with good people, you want to be a better musician and performer. It's inevitable. So being around people who are really good at what they do just pushes you to be a better version of, you know, what you were the last gig or whatever. Yeah. My favorite moment this year, though, easily, uh, the tour. It was a really scary, like, two days where we didn't even know if it was going to happen. It ended up happening, and a lot of people came out. People were sick. Uh, we played with a lot of really cool bands, met. Yeah, Art Art got us all sick, and he uh, he he did uh, he positivity our, he got, diseases. He got our drummer dumped on tour as well. Oh my god! <laughs> but we met a lot of really cool people and slander. None of this happened. And you know what? Uh, being in this scene, we've met really really nice people in other bands. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Cold Showers dudes. Uh, we chatted with the dudes in um. Is that forming was or fearing, fearing, fearing? fearing. We chatted yeah. with the dudes in that band. Uh, we love Sparkler from San Diego, um, uh, Christian and uh, Armand from Close Here in Wisteria. My other band, Wisteria, just awesome people, and uh, that's cool because I came up in a really weird like hardcore scene where like crabs in a bucket mentality, okay. you know, where everyone is trying to get ahead of each other, not really uh, uplifting, but. Uh, I'm going to name drop you every time I have a conversation. (laughs) Yeah, so no, it's been a really cool experience. I I feel like we're just surrounded by really good people, really good, talented people, not just like the other members of Cold God, but people outside of, you know, our little collective as well. Yeah. Yeah, I met Drake this year. And, um... (laughs) (laughs) Nah, nah, so like when I met Drake, he... (laughs) You know, he was just giving me props. He was like, yo, like, that's a good record you got going on there. And, uh, you know, y'all should play Canada sometime. And I was like, dog, I don't know. Like, (laughs) you know. So 2023 is right around the corner. Mm. We're we're already there when this episode is arriving. Um, What what do people have to look forward to with Cold God? What's what's next on the ride? Uh, We're playing with Military Gun. February 10th in Riverside, California. Oh, oh, 
<coughs> we got a uh, got like a couple tours going on in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a summer thing. Maybe you know uh, Drake and I are talking about some shit, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, listen. If there, here's what I want. What's to ha- the dream? Here's what I want to happen. So earlier this year, I met a couple of the members from Pity Sex, and they had a really good time playing Satin and Fury, and they really like Cold God, and I would love to play. Like the only thing that needs to happen next year is I want to play a show with Pity Sex. Like it's total world domination. But at the same time, I just want to play with Pity Sex. And because that, that would just, that's the cherry on top of the cake, man. Like, that's what I've wanted since I started playing in bands. And I mean, Pity Sex is just, they're perfect. Um, we're a reunion run. Uh, yeah, we're on that. And uh, there's, I put, I put it out there on Twitter. It's going to happen because uh, I'm just a manifesting ass nigga. But Deftones, Freddie Gibbs, Cold God Tour, for show. Like, I'm thinking winter time. Y'all hit me up. That would be good, though, right? You know, so everybody, Live Nation, you know where to find me. Uh, you know, we could talk logistics. I'm all for it. But it just just a lot of touring, I think. 2023 is the, is the touring year. I would love to put out another record again, because that's my favorite part, is writing. And putting shit together. Um, you think the studio setup will be the same or this time around? Like you tracking everything? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you know, they could come hang out. <laughs> but I mean, uh, you know, we'll, we'll all see. It could, it could all change. But, you know, I mean, there's no vocals on any of the demos yet. So I don't, I'm not too worried about it until it happens. What you looking at? I was, I'm thinking about getting like a Drake feature or something. <laughs> I let's 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 hope for the Drake feature and know that it's going to happen. Yeah, I, yeah. Thank you, Cold God, oh, for yeah, yeah. inviting me into your lovely home. I I feel like I am like so you guys are all so welcoming and so so awesome, and I'm just so excited for more music to see you guys live. Be in California. This yeah. was a short planned trip, but the first time that the podcast has been outside of my bedroom. Yeah. So thank you guys for, for fucking doing that with me. Um, everybody needs to check out God Get Me the Fuck Out of Here. Yeah. Um, in Deus Records, 15 year. Watch it on YouTube. I hope a lot of people listen to this podcast because I'm just letting everybody know right now that everything that Cold God is doing is way better than anything anyone could ever set out to do. You know, I think... The, the OGs fuck with us. In real life, everybody fuck with us. And I just, I, I think this wholeheartedly that this is, it's just a train that can't be stopped. So everybody could talk whatever they talk. You know, I check in the streets. I know everything everybody is saying. Fuck, nigga. We see you on 4chan. Yeah, we yeah. see all that bullshit niggas is riding. Suck my dick. But the thing, the thing is, the thing is in, in, practicality in the real world were the hottest thing out and y'all niggas don't got the heart that i got y'all niggas don't got the energy that all these niggas got and so you so know get on board or get out of the way bitch how how it looks whatever 
Oh, it's antics. Oh, he's what is it? What? Why is he charging so much for shirts? Your mama, get it's, your money up. Cause, cause, listen, this is it's more than just a band. I challenge anybody to try to do anything past just being a band. Like, make make something of worth. There's a reason that you know shit hangs up in a museum. You know what I'm saying? And you know. All y'all, the rest of y'all niggas is small potatoes. Like, where I ain't seen no potatoes. I saw the banana at Art Basel, but I ain't seen no fucking potatoes around them shits. You know what I'm saying? Cold you guy fucking, forever, you're, you're uncooked, you're unmashed. And man, we're getting, we're, getting, we're getting served right next to the $50 burger. Like, if we talking potatoes. You know what I mean? And uh, the God get me the fuck out of here. Best modern shoegaze record to ever come out. And, you know, every, again, everybody can try. And, you know, I'll give y'all next year. Yeah, 2023, we'll be on the road. I'm giving y'all a chance. <laughs> Step up to the plate. Send, send it to me. <laughs> I, my, the email is thevoidtrademark at gmail.com. I need to hear the record before it comes out. I'll listen to them. I might not say anything right away, but I'll hear everything. Get your bread up, step your head up. Y'all, y'all have a good little run putting out y'all records next year. It's 2024. Listen, them motherfuckers gonna start collecting some dust. Alright, you hear me? Cold got forever, nigga. Shout out Davis, nigga. Free my nigga J-Bands on my mama, nigga.